0: All right, college baseball fans, welcome to the little weekend recap action—a little episode of the Eleven Point Seven Podcast. Me and Dimitri are here doing a little early morning episode on the East Coast. Dimitri's over in Italy. If you guys are new to the show, playing a little pro baseball over there. And hey, we're we're, we're starting the show right now, and we're already debating pre-show whether Louisville diver- Louisville deserves to host a regional or not. I say. They're kind of on the borderline, Dimitri says no way. So, Dimitri, go ahead and explain your point of view because I think there's still a chance that the state of Kentucky gets a possible regional hosting spot. There's, dude, there's no way. I mean, why are you saying you, no way? I mean, do you know what committee like, we are talking about here? This committee is crazy sometimes. I mean, okay,
1: dude, we all know RPI matters. And this year, they're they've got some sort of lane, leniency or leeway. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do some other things to make their reasoning their picks or whatever you want to call it. But Louisville's got a 50 RPI, which is fine. Whatever, it's not good enough. But Ben, they're like they're not even first in the ACC anymore. Like they. They, that was, You have to be first in the ACC to say, hey, RP, RPI is fucked up because, you know, this year is really weird or whatever. But they have, to, they have to finish first in the ACC to pull that card. And if you're not first in the ACC, now you can't play that card. Now you've got to play this, oh, we don't have any cards to play anymore because our RPI is, is low. We're not first in the ACC. And to be quite honest with you. They're, they're, not, they're not even at 30, uh, 30 wins yet.
0: Yeah, obviously they're not 30 wins, and, like, they've been struggling. And, like, obviously two weekends ago we saw them get swept by Clemson. But, dude, they had a pretty good week, and we're kind of being hard on them. Like, obviously their RPI is at 50, but who cares about RPI this year? It's a mess. Like, with barely any um, non-conference play, we don't know how good the ACC is. The ACC could be loaded and just beating up on each other all year. For example, we saw Louisville take care of business against Vanderbilt on Tuesday when they won seven to two. And now Louisville did lose on Friday night by 10 runs to Duke, but they ended up salvaging the series and winning it pretty easily. Now they're looking at six games left on their schedule, three against North Carolina, three against Miami. And I know the regional host sites, like the top 20, are coming out this week on Thursday or Friday morning. And so I think that they're going to be in that top 20 host sites. Now, if they play well the rest of the season, like, sure, they're going to get a top 16 regional hosting site. I mean, they're ranked in the top 16 in pretty much every so, college baseball ranking. So I will add to this. I'll, I will add this.
1: So they've got North Carolina this weekend. He's got a 46 RPI louisville could move up to you know they could move into the top 45 range and then you've got rpi 21 miami and if let's say they just take two out of three their rpis in the top 40 top 30 range they sweep miami all of a sudden they're looking at a top 30 rpi heading into the ac tournament and now you might say oh shit louisville's right back in it so they they have a chance to play themselves in it it's just a matter of whether they're going to put them in their top 20. They've got to get in the top 20, and they have a great chance to get in the top
0: 16. So are you – but, like, the reason why I'm thinking Louisville is going to be in that top 20, like, without a doubt, is because, like, who else are you going to put in the ACC – who else are you going to put in the ACC to host in that top 20? Because the ACC is going to get more than one regional host. Like, that's just a fact. And it I really mean, comes I, down to – I would hope so.
1: I would hope so.
0: They get more than one. And it's going to come down to either Florida State, Louisville, maybe Georgia Tech, which makes me want to throw up. Maybe – I mean, maybe Miami if they I, – I don't know, man. Like, there's just so many teams that are just bunched up together.
1: All right. So, Notre Dame is almost like a guaranteed lock. Notre
0: Dame's a lock. Even though they lost 2-3 to Florida State, which we both no, no, predicted. No, no. Notre-
1: I know we, we we knew it was just, we, I knew it was gonna happen the matchup the way they matched up. You just knew Florida State was just I don't I, I I mean we can get into that later. I'll explain why I thought so. I don't know, I think you thought the same thing. But anyway, Notre Dame's a lock. Louis dude, Louisville, like I up until maybe two weeks ago, I was like, dude, Louisville's a lock. Like they're just gonna do but now. They've got to at least do something the next two weekends to say, hey, wow, Louisville's really good. You know, like, like something, do something. Well, they did something
0: this week. They beat Mandy. Like, I know, but,
1: but, but, so if we're going to, if we're, okay, so Ben, if we're going to take, louisville's win over vanderbilt into account we have to take into account all their fucking ugly ass losses too <laughs> so you can't you can't just say hey we beat vanderbilt on a midweek but don't worry about all their other midweeks those don't count you know what i mean you either yeah. count them all or you don't count them so i think you count them all louisville just sucks ass in the midweek and they have some ugly losses And i don't think they're as good as the years past or every but we also talked about the beginning of the season dude Teams are better this year. Teams are deeper. So your shitty team might actually be pretty good this year. We just don't know it. Like the bottom level, the bottom of the college baseball, it's probably higher than most years.
0: Yeah, the floor is definitely much higher this year. And fl- and I think that goes for like pretty much every conference as well. I mean, even every, teams yeah. like in the SEC, like like Texas A&M is considered a bottom team in the SEC. And we saw them take two out of three this weekend against um, – Ole Miss and then like I don't know everybody's conference like the bottom teams can beat them um for example don't forget
1: A&M with uh with an Evan Russell career day away from taking two out of three from Tennessee
0: yeah no I mean like, and it's scary how good some of these bottom teams are but going back to the Louisville point and this is like my resting case Louisville has won every AC series ACC series they've played this year besides when they got swept against Clemson last weekend which is so, so weird which is so weird. They split against Notre Dame. Um, they won the first game, lost the second game, and then the third one got rained out. Even though there was I no would rain love, in the forecast, I would
1: love for them to play a one-game winner-take-all. Oh, second you know
0: weekend. what? Actually, I take that back. They also lost against Georgia Tech. So okay, maybe. Yeah, about say, that was strong. early,
1: but that was really early in the season. That was like opening second weekend of yeah ACC play.
0: No, first weekend of a- ACC play. But just kind of going think- through, kind of going through the standings in the ACC because we're gonna do. Like kind of the show is going to be structured on each conference, like kind of the standings that we're looking at right now, getting everybody ready for the regionals coming up, conference tournaments, and like what each team needs to do to make that postseason push. So it's gonna be a fun show. Um obviously we're gonna recap what happened this past weekend and some of the big storylines. Man, there was a lot of no hitters too that we're gonna talk about. And um, but just wrapping up here with that Louisville point. Louisville sitting second in the Atlantic conference or the Atlantic division of the ACC behind Notre Dame they're three games back they're not going to catch Notre Dame but what they're sitting at 16 and 10 in conference play which is the best record other than Notre Dame and I kind of hinted at it a couple minutes ago it just makes me so sick to see Georgia Tech in first place in the Coastal because I don't think they're not good I don't think they're very good I really don't I think they're young and they go they're streaky and when the young guys are playing well, they're they're going to be pretty solid offensively. But as a whole, like the depth of the team, the pure talent, like they just keep winning. And and they're eighteen and twelve in conference play. So like, shame on us for doubting them all year. But I'm I'm not. I I will take zero shame in that because I don't think Georgia Tech is that good.
1: I, I will still say it. They might be first. And you know what? I don't think they're that good. I don't care if they go 30 and win the College World Series. I'm going to tell you, I don't think they're that good.
0: <laughs> well, they just swept Clemson, who was one of the hottest teams in the ACC. And one of the wins was a walk-off bomb, like 450 feet dead left field, bottom nine, which was cool. That was on Saturday, and then they win another one-run game yesterday, where you know they they were down six to nothing to Clemson, and then they put up a seven-spot in the in the fourth. So. When I say their offense is streaky, like, they get a majority of their runs, like, in one or two innings in a game. And, I mean, I guess that's a formula to win. So, shame on us for just doubting Georgia Tech. Yeah. But, I mean, if they end up winning the, the coastal division of the ACC, like, they're going to be in position to potentially host. Like, even ben, though.
1: Listen, listen. I'm going to build right off of what you just you just said. If Georgia Tech gets picked to be one of the 20 teams, if they are put in the final 20, and they let's say they go on a little run to end the year, they say let's say they take two out of three in Miami, they beat Georgia in the midweek and take two out of three in North Carolina, they're gonna have a top, they're gonna have a top 25 RPI at least. Yeah. And and they're gonna be right there to host. So
0: And and like we're only saying that there's so many team. We're only saying that because we know the committee is gonna put more than just one ACC team in this top twenty. And it's like, who's the second team gonna be? I personally think Florida State is the second best team um, in the ACC besides Notre Dame. No, I I still, I still think it's Louisville, dude. But, dude, I know, I know. But Florida State, I think they're kind of turning it around, like that's the same Florida state team that opened the ACC play with a sweet, like they got swept against Pittsburgh and kind of was like, everybody's like, Whoa. And then well, they really they... bounce. Like, dude, if you look at their, their conference, like schedule, they've lost three series. They got swept against Pittsburgh. They actually lost two out of three against Wake Forest. Louisville. And then, and then they lost against Louisville, but like every other team they've taken care of business, including number one, Notre Dame. So, and listen to this. So, Florida State twenty-five and seventeen on the season. They're actually pretty bad at home. They're fifteen and eleven at home, but they're pretty good on the road. Um, Ten and six is pretty good with the conference schedule that they're playing. Maybe Florida State doesn't want to host a regional. Maybe they play better at, on the road than at home.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I I think I think if you're if I had to put money on it, it's going to be one Atlantic and one Coastal team. For sure, hosting. If I For decided, yeah, sure yeah,
0: I think mean, that makes sense. Uh,
1: but I but, think they—they're going to end up. I think they might end up getting three. They
0: yeah. might end up getting three. So we'll see. Yeah. But anyway,
1: let's, let's let's talk about this weekend.
0: Yeah, let's talk about this weekend a little bit. Sorry, we we went on a little ACC rant. Demetri and, and I were debating, and we we're just like, let's just go ahead and start the show and just start on that debate about Louisville, dude. Like some of the things that stood out to me, like did you did you watch Southern Miss and their pitching staff this weekend against Middle Tennessee State? They were no, I did lights out, dude. Like Hunter Stanley was on Friday, nine innings pitch, 16 strikeouts. The game ended up going into extra innings. And then they bounced back to the next game with um, my boy Walker Powell, who went seven innings, no hit baseball with a no hitter against Middle Tennessee State. So Southern Miss sweeps Middle Tennessee State four games. Now they did lose the midweek against Southeast Louisiana. But uh, dude, their, their starting pitching was electric this weekend, um, you know, Pete Taylor-Park was, was popping. Now, 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 this is where the debate I wanted to get into just real quick on Southern Miss and their pitching. Hunter Stanley, nine innings, no runs, 16 Ks, and then Walker Powell throws a seven-inning no-hitter. Which pitching performance is more more impressive to you? Nine innings, 16 Ks. That's what I'm thinking too. And And so a seven-inning no-hitter, in my opinion, still counts. And I know Major League Baseball, like Madison Bumgarner did it a couple weekends ago, and they're like, no, 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 that's not an official no-hitter. Like, if the game is seven innings scheduled, and you throw all seven innings with no hits, it should be considered a no-hitter, like, in, in record books, just because that's the way the game was scheduled.
1: Yeah, but but listen, that's not fair to all the guys that threw nine-inning no-hitters to have their name put in the same record book only because they threw seven. That's I mean, not a, fair. A, I, would a, like, I would be like, I would be like, oh, the game is game. I would be like, that's bullshit, bro. You threw seven innings. I got, I had to get six more out. And what is the hardest out to get in a no hitter? The last three, (laughs) the last three. And do you think those guys were saying, oh my God, I'm about to have a seven inning no hitter. No, they were just cruising. The game was over. Like I I, I'm rioting. If somebody, if I'm in the record book for a nine inning no hitter and some dudes like, oh yeah, I have a no, I have a major league baseball career, no hitter. And I'm like, oh, how many energy draw? I think <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You're not sitting at my
0: my table. Right. That's a good point. But uh, I guess the, the moral of the story is Southern Miss, they're gonna be like, I'm telling you, dude, like they're actually one game ahead of Louisiana Tech. I know Louisiana Tech's had their number this year, like pretty much the whole season. The like the golden eagles are gonna be either just like the, the best two seed out there or potentially and a position to host a regional, which would be so no, cool. No, no.
1: Ooh, dude, I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't think I don't think Southern Miss is gonna get a regional bid,
0: but I think any other year, is this they they'd be right there. Dude, they're 33 and 15, and what? Like five of those 15 losses were to Louisiana Tech.
1: They're good, they're good, dude. And I, I I would be more than happy if Southern Miss got a bid. To host, but I just don't see it happening. I think it's too crowded.
0: Yeah, well, I think they have a better resume than Ole Miss in the same state to host. Ole Miss Miss
1: will not host. Ole
0: Miss Miss will not host, and I think Southern Miss has a a much better chance to get in that hosting picture. Picture than Ole Miss, dude.
1: Okay, okay. So here, let's go back. If I'm if I'm the committee and I'm looking at Ole Miss and I'm looking at Louisville, I'm just saying Ole Miss and Louisville.
0: They've played the both of those teams have played themselves out of a regional host like they but, were But a the thing is, early in the season.
1: But the thing is, Ole Miss RPI is eleven, and they're like sitting in national seed range. But they have they have lost
0: like five uh, like
1: out of their last SEC series.
0: And so they lost serious. a series to UCF. Don't forget yeah. about that. I I know I remember, and it's just like, and they're dealing with so many injuries, Dimitri, like. Gunnar Hogland got pulled from his start on Friday. I know. After, is it after or I've said Hoagland. both. Hogland. I've said both all year, and it just it makes me sick. I don't know. I need to figure out what his name is. Hogland.
1: Right Hoagland missed the start, came back, and now is nagging him. He came out Elko. By the way, that was sick to see. That a was so homer.
0: sick. That was so that was sick cool. to see a three homer. Oppo piece, four hundred and twenty five feet with a torn ACL.
1: That's I mean, awesome, that would be man. like.
0: I mean. That's some like Kurt Gibson stuff right there where you know can't run. Might as well hit the ball over the fence. Hey, 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 Greg Jennings. Remember? Put the <laughs> yeah. team on my back
1: the team on your back with the broken leg.
0: <laughs> Greg Jennings, hardest hitting safety in the league. <laughs> one of the best anyway, YouTube videos out there. One of the first viral
1: videos. Anyway, so like, oh miss, do they deserve to be a host? No, not no. really, but But are they a top 16 team in the country? I think probably. They're just losing to the top four best teams in the country.
0: Yeah, well, and and that brings me – well, let me jump just real quick to South Carolina. Like, South Carolina has played a series, a three-game series, against the top six teams, I believe, in the country. They've played a three-game series against Arkansas. They've played a three-game series against Mississippi State. Played a three-game series against Texas played a three-game series against Tennessee. Well, I guess they both played. Vanderbilt and Tennessee. Have they played Tennessee yet?
1: They played Vanderbilt already. They haven't played Tennessee.
0: I think they're going to play Tennessee soon. They haven't yet. In fact, I think they they played them the last series. I don't know. I'll look it up.
1: I'm I'm telling you right now, they played them the last
0: weekend of the year, Yeah, they do. So so South Carolina, I mean, played in the hardest schedule in college baseball. And – I know we're jumping, on a little, uh, jumping around a little bit, but they did salvage the series against Mississippi State at home. You know
1: Arkansas doesn't have the strongest schedule, uh, strength of schedule in the country. Who,
0: Arkansas? Arkansas has the, the highest. South Carolina is number two, which is crazy. But I think at the end of the season, South Carolina will, will be number one. Probably, maybe, probably. But, yeah, so anyways, going back to this
1: weekend stuff, um, Florida State Notre Dame Ben.
0: Oh so, yeah, we can go through like our pick'em while while we're at it. Um, yeah. Well, I kind of want to go like kind of conference by conference and break things down. So I was going to go straight to the conference USA because I think that's a top five conference right now. Would you say?
1: Yeah, but I thought I thought we were talking about
0: like what happened this weekend. Yeah, we'll talk about what happened this weekend per conference. I think that's the best way to structure it because there was a lot of stuff that happened. So like that's fine
1: with for example, you want.
0: Yeah. For example, like. A lot of people don't know this, but Southern Miss actually has a half-game lead on Louisiana Tech right now in Conference USA. And then, like, Charlotte has really separated themselves against Old Dominion, which was neck and neck all year. Now Charlotte has a three-game lead against Old Dominion. So Old Dominion's out. Like, they're not out of the regional. I think they're still getting a regional berth. But I think they're kind of playing themselves into a three-seed scenario and not a two-seed, like what they were projected a few weeks ago. Like they lost? No, 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 no. Old Dominion is a two, is a two seed unless they lose every game from here on out. I don't know, bro. There's so many good teams. You got to think, dude. Like, there's so many ACC teams that are going to be two seeds. There's so many SEC teams that are going to be two seeds. A Big Ten, like, you're going to have a couple Big Ten teams that are going to be two seeds and Pac-12 teams. But are-
1: I mean, you got to remember, it's all about who gets the at large. That's all because. Because, like, a Clemson—if they let's just say Clemson were to get in—they'd be a three seed. Old Dominion would be a two seed. Like, uh, just,
0: dude, I just, disagree. I think Old Dominion's going to be a three seed, pretty much no matter what. You can't have the, four. You can't have four teams from Conference USA uh, as potentially all two seeds. Like, if I mean, one of them you can, doesn't, you post- can have
1: whatever you want, though. You can, it doesn't matter. It's like whatever's on paper in front of you is what it is. Like Southern Myth. If they're, they're okay, Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech. Um So, you know what's crazy? Here's 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 the scenario that's I'm just gonna tell you. But Louisiana Tech's been a lock. To, do you get a regional bid all year, right? Yeah. Now Southern Miss is right there saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa." We're if they're if they've been a lock all year, we should be right there with them. Because right. At this, so that's why I'm sitting here like, is the committee gonna pick based? on the last couple of weeks or are they gonna pick based on the whole season the up whole season. to date? So right. so
0: so let's do this. Let's do this real fast. Rank rank those four teams or let's just because we know old Dominion would be fourth out of those four. Let's rank Charlotte, Louisiana Tech, and Southern Miss right now. One to three. One being the best.
1: Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss, Charlotte.
0: That's what I'm thinking too. But do you think the committee will see Charlotte as the winner of um I, fr- like the, I guess it's called the East Division. Yeah, the East Division in Conference USA saying, okay, they went 22 and six in the East Division this year. Uh, best record in Conference USA play, 35 and 14. Like, do you think they're going to weight that more than just the Southern Miss Louisiana Tech beating up on each other all year?
1: Well, Charlotte got the highest RPI of the three. Charlotte got the, I'm pretty sure,
0: um, so they've got, yeah. But Charlotte Hold avoids oh. playing Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech all year.
1: Yeah, no, no, I I think,
0: 100%. I think if Charlotte played Louisiana Tech or Southern Miss, I think they would lose the series.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. But I think you've got to re- remember, we've got to reward Louisiana Tech for getting Arkansas to come to their play. And they took a game and then they they beat up on Southern Miss. I think Louisiana Tech deserved the host spot over the three of
0: them. Right. And now Louisiana Tech's gotta be careful though, because Louisiana Tech kinda has a a tougher schedule compared to the rest and like out of the other three teams. Because they have to play Louisiana or they have to play LSU this coming up midweek, which will be a huge game for LSU more that more so than Louisiana Tech. And because I think LSU needs this win to be in that regional like at large bid. But also Louisiana Tech, they have to they have to win this because like the committee is kind of putting together their regional host spots. And this will be a big resume builder to win a game at LSU this come like Tuesday because the committee's coming out Thursday or Friday. So it's a big game for both I teams.
1: Get, yeah, but you know what? I think the committee has their mind made up like today, like right now. I guarantee you the committee have made up their mind.
0: Maybe. I don't I mean, think
1: I don't think it's gonna be Thursday morning or Wednesday night. Hey guys, let's get together, let's get on a zoom and let's pick our sixteen. I think they already have them picked.
0: I don't do after this gonna, weekend. Yeah, I guess so. I guess they don't they're not gonna weigh this midweek too much. But what I was also gonna say is like Louisiana Tech also has to play four against UTSA, who just took um they just split with Old Dominion, who's so a pretty good team. We saw them play LSU really well, UTSA. And then they finish out with two games against Old Dominion. So yeah. like I would say it's a pretty tough like not tough schedule, but tougher stretch down like for the I don't know bit, bro. They
1: don't have to leave they don't have to leave the Love Shack. They go to Alex Bach and then they're freaking in and
0: then they're at home the last six games. So okay. They're
1: chilling. They're chilling. And they're probably gonna play three more in a regional there too. So they might not lose leave the state of Louisiana. I don't know where the conference tournament is, but yeah.
0: The conference tournament this year and uh, shoot, it's it's been a Southern Myth. Why don't we know like, this? We should know this.
1: But last year that or well, the last conference tournament they had in 2019 was that Southern Myth. Good FAU would no not Southern Myth. What's that field down there? Hold on.
0: Oh, Biloxi. Yeah. the Biloxi Shuckers. Biloxi. Yeah, yeah. I've been there hundreds of times. It's a it's a sick ballpark right next to all the casinos down there in uh, in Biloxi. I'm but, looking uh, it up pretty right close. now.
1: It's pretty close to Southern Myth, right? Oh,
0: oh, dude! The Conference USA tournament is in Ruston. It's at the Love Shack this year.
1: Uh, so they're not leaving. They're going to be there for the for the next month.
0: Wow, that will be fun. Wow, that's going to be so cool. Now, the one thing that I'm a little upset with is, like, no offense to Louisiana Tech, but they're streaming there at their field. Like sometimes I'm just going to say they, they have the weirdest it, angles, and it's just like kind of cringy to watch.
1: Their angle are, are, is just – I hope I hope EFPN, like, backs in the truck and they get the right angle.
0: Yeah, they put a little engineering experts out there to figure out what the best angles are. But anyway, so Conference USA is is pretty much settled with those four teams – actually, really just those three teams. And then I think Old Dominion gets in with an at-large. We'll see if they go two or three seed there. Um, but moving on, like, to other conferences, let's talk a little bit about the Big 12 because there was a huge matchup, Texas versus TCU. And I told you – I told you probably 10 times on the last podcast, like this just feels like a series where Texas comes in and wins randomly just because everybody starts doubting them. Like Texas baseball, people doubt them and they play well. And then people get on the hype train and they play like crap. Like it's just, it's been a very consistent series for like the last five years. Like once people start hopping on their hype train, like they were last week against Texas tech, they play like crap and then they, everybody falls off the bandwagon and then they start playing good. So the Big Twelve still a two-team race. TCU loses a game on Texas, so it's just a one-game lead against Texas with, I believe, six to play. Yep. No, dude. Texas only has three. Texas has three conference games left. TCU has uh, TCU has three conference games left.
1: Yeah they they're both at they're both at twenty one.
0: Yeah. Total so. games. They they have three left. And then TCU but, but has you gotta six, remember, but they're but like, four and a half back.
1: But Texas has the, the next week off. I think it's final week for them or something. Yeah, because they play they play Tuesday. They don't play again until the following Tuesday. So right. the both teams are chilling. Um, yeah. So I mean, basically, Friday night Texas time has at- the
0: tiebreaker between those two between Texas Tech and TCU, but they're a game back with three to play. So they need to sweep and need TCU to lose one. And TCU is playing against Kansas State. And Texas is playing against West Virginia, so.
1: And I, I, I think West Virginia is going to get a steal one in that series. I do
0: too, and I don't think Kansas State's playing good baseball right now, and I think TCU is going to end up sweeping that series. So, um, but the biggest, but even surprise, if they both take, if they both
1: take two out of three it's a push. But dude, think talking about Texas and TCU, Ty Madden had not been like a dominant the past couple weeks. Like well, he, think- he just. He just he just goes out there. It feels like he's like a bully. Like, and I don't know how to explain pitchers that go out there and get you six inning. They'll give you the lead when they get out. But it's not like, oh my god, that was so beautiful. That was just electric six shutouts. It was more like six inning, couple hits, couple walk, couple run, couple strikeout. Like it's just like a workhorse. Yeah,
0: well- Dude, I think we've seen that trend in college baseball all year where, like, the dominant pitchers early in the season who were throwing 100 pitches, like Kumar and Jack Leiter, Ty Madden, um, but even, like, Braden Oltoff, who was who was dominant for a while there, like, they, I guess their arms get tired in the middle of the season. Like, they don't have that adrenaline push anymore, and they, they've they all kind of slowed down. And so
1: – got to – I don't think it's an exhaustion issue. I don't think it's a- – do you think it may be it's i think like scouting hitters, report yeah no, hitters it scouting get scouting report report. Thing. yeah and they think
0: see it, and dude videos being used like way more in college baseball than it's ever been used like hitters go back and watch video and like i know the one time in college baseball where i watched a video on on guys before um before a start like i saw the ball so much better than i did against guys i've never seen before so like video works in my opinion like major league guys do it college baseball guys are now doing it with all the streaming services available. You can go back and watch guys pitch and then like different angles and stuff like that from behind home plate. So I, th- I think it could be just like guys are watching more video, knowing like tendencies on pitchers, like how pitch calling is going to be. And if you can, if you can kind of narrow it down to what pitch is coming, you got to like your chances. Um, well, you
1: just you just pick up on trends because if you're yeah. getting the scattering report, the guy you you pick up on trends. And I mean, I'm not saying guys aren't tired or anything. I'm not saying anything. I just think you have your chance for success improve. Right. Like A hitter's chance to succeed improve. And that's the, I think it's what we're seeing right now with Kumar, Ty Madden. And um, we'll get to Kumar. I mean, he kind of had a similar stat line, you know, like mm-hmm. like. 10 strikeouts and five walks and five innings. Like, it's really weird, but it's just high workload for
0: a lot of workload. And like, it's kind of in the position now where, like, we saw Jack Leiter get uh, scratched from a start on Saturday. Like, maybe give the guys off a week or two just to like reset and then like get that postseason push because those are the games that matter. Teams like Texas and Vanderbilt, um, and, and even like TCU and those teams who are like set in their. They're, in the, they're hosting a regional. It, there's nothing they can do to play themselves out right now. Like, maybe give those guys a break. Give, like, some of the, the younger guys a chance to start just in case you need them to start, like, that elimination but, game.
1: But changing your schedule and your routine can be so detrimental at the same time. So, you could be, like, you know, let's give them a week off, and you think you're doing really good for them. You think, oh, we're giving you a week off. You're going to be ready to freaking go next, like, in for the post but really it ruins everything. It takes you off your schedule, unless you do it correctly, where you throw a live simulated bullpen game and you still throw 60 to 70 pitches, but just without a hitter and not a game, you can still do it, but you gotta be careful because I've seen so many guys take that week off thinking it's good for them and it's actually terrible for them. They feel lethargic. They lose their regimen, you know? Like Mm -hmm. if you work out every day for, of six months, and then you don't work out one day and they, or for a couple days, you're gonna feel like, damn, why do my feel legs feel so heavy? Why do I feel tired? Like, yeah.
0: But I mean, you, I, you you know better than I do about pitching. I never pitched past like the high school level. But, so I mean, like and I depends. never was on it a
1: schedule. It depends.
0: It depends. I, so I mean, I, I guess we're just gonna I, mean, have... I bro bro. Let's be all right, let's be honest.
1: What Jack Leiter and tim corbin and their pitching co- coach i'm sure they've got a game plan i'm sure they know what they're doing like if they're not <laughs> that, that, i'd be shocked i'd be like damn what the fuck are you guys doing over there like yeah. figure it out but if i hope they still i hope jack lighter still threw a 60 pitch bullpen on saturday instead of a start
0: unless he was like <laughs> actually like injured right Like we don't know if he was injured or if he was just shut down for like load management like there mm-hmm. could have been like some like back injuries or arm injuries like that maybe
1: yeah maybe something and they just said load management just to avoid people saying oh my god he's hurt oh my god God, to avoid the
0: scouts from from questioning even more like the biggest thing with them now is like they're just trying not to make the scouts think he's hurt
1: who knows who knows i have no idea i won't i'm not going to assume anything but if he did take the week off i hope he's still through and still push himself because schedule and regimen and routine you can't just change shit up after three straight months of doing the same thing. You can't just how, say, "Oh, uh,
0: geez, I was gonna say, how do did we get how do we get on this train again?" I, I think we're talking, well, at certain, we're oh, talking about we're talking about time
1: and time and, and talking about load management. So let's circle right back to the Big Twelve.
0: Yeah, let's circle back to the Big Twelve. So Texas ended up taking two out of three against TCU, which it was on the road, and it was awesome to see because it was a packed house at TCU. They opened up the stadium. I believe it was 100 capacity it looked like it at least and so texas wins friday night and then sunday um they won a close one on friday they lost a close one two to one where tcu's closer i forget his name but he's a lefty was just like amped up as i've ever seen the pitcher. just adrenaline Wait,
1: who are you talking about
0: tcu's closer he's a, he's a lefty oh, mustache Hayling Green. Hayling yes Green. dude he was so fun to watch on saturday uh especially in that close game and so we had a rubber match yesterday on thursday on sunday and texas just was up nine to nothing before you even blinked like they were barely balls out. zach zubia was g- making his mom proud on mother's day to say the least two homers two rbi single like just mashing baseballs and so texas comes out like victorious really helps their chances to win the big 12 now they're still a game back with three to play so they're going to need tcu to slip up against kansas state hey.
1: And you know what? You know what's something about Texas that I really do like about them this year? If you look at their lineup, and, dude, I'm a named guy. I like looking at their build of a, a lineup based on their name. Like, if they have swag names, you got to break it up with a couple, <laughs> like, you know, average Joe. But Texas lineup goes Mike Antico, which is a great leadoff batter's name. I say greatly though. <laughs> I, I don't does know that even mean, I mean, I see like
0: what you're Antico, saying, but that's funny.
1: Antico, like he seems like a little fast guy, Antico, like little Italian fast, you know, kind of guy. Mitchell Daly sounds like, you know, like just some classic, you know, some heritage name in the family or something. He's got a two hole guy, like, vibe. Then you got Dan Zubia and Ivan Melendez. Those two names just, just scream. Middle, we the we have <laughs> Just middle we of the order, we have power. Middle of the order lineup: Rubia <laughs> and Ivan Melendez, and then Cam William. Like, like that's kind of a swag name. And then you got DJ behind the dish. Like, I love <laughs> Texas's lineup build based on name.
0: It sounds like they went into like a a roster management on MLB The Show, and was like, all right, we're gonna create some players, and like these are gonna be their names based off the batting order. Okay, let them.
1: me compare. <laughs> let me compare those names: Antico, Daily zubia melendez okay now listen to tcu brown taylor humphrey shepherd sykes like sykes <laughs> a cool name but like you see how b- vanilla and boring that is <laughs> i
0: mean i think you're technically stereotyping right now which is not good but i i see what you're saying wait how
1: am i how am i how am i stereotyping based on name i don't even have a picture of them
0: I don't know. I just feel like that's bad, but I mean, I see what you're saying. It's like um, Sykes is always
1: what that with that guy named Sykes Orbis from Ole Miss Sykes a couple Orbis years ago. From Ole Miss. I love that one name. of
0: my favorite college baseball players of all time.
1: Philip Sykes, love like that name.
0: Um, but okay. So <laughs> anyway, any right, Off
1: the train, off the name train.
0: I mean, it was a fun series to watch. It, it was on ESPN. You, um, it was a lot it was it was just a great atmosphere it was was cool to see that many fans back in the stands other than the state of Mississippi Um, TCU opened it up Texas took two out of three Uh, but really what I want to get to in the Big 12 is like we have a surprise team that actually snuck into our top 25 and that's the Baylor Bears like Baylor has been playing low-key great baseball since that dude and they were so cold to start the season like they lost two out of three to UT Rio Grande Valley and then they lost uh, in that Round Rock Classic to Texas AM and Oklahoma. So, like, they started out terrible. I was like, what is going on? What is going on with Baylor? And then they go to the first two Big 12 series were against Texas and TCU where they went one and five. Got swept but, by TCU.
1: But and, Texas, they lost, by a, they lost a two-run game and a one-run game, then blew them out. They lost the two-run game. Then they got blown out by TCU but on the road. So I mean,
0: yeah. But what really kind of like turned their season around was when they won two out of three against Texas Tech on the road. And since then, like they've been playing good baseball. Like they won twenty-three to three yesterday on Sunday and in seven innings against Kansas State. And they also put up seventeen on Friday night. Like this Baylor offense is clicking right 43 now. Forty-three run, forty-three runs. I know it, it was it was great to see now. They won two out of three against Kansas State. But like you look at the remaining schedule, and like Baylor, like they look like a team that's going to be a solid two seed. Um, they play three against Oklahoma State and three against Oklahoma to end the year, and they're sitting in fourth place right now in the Big Twelve ahead of Oklahoma State. So you like they're you look a regional at the big team; they're a regional team, and I think the Big Twelve will end up getting five regional teams now um, because I think Oklahoma State is still going to get in, um, just based off projection. So I think five of the nine teams in the Big Twelve will get in. And then you have Oklahoma, Kansas State, West Virginia, and Kansas, who all have been playing pretty pretty inconsistent and bad baseball. Like we've seen them all play good at one point in the season and like they're all above five hundred besides West Virginia. Um uh, like in overall regular season. So uh the Big Twelve, I mean TCU or sorry, not TCU, Texas Tech's the one team in the Big Twelve that I think is like, capable of making go ahead and a, say it.
1: Go ahead and say it. Like, I think I know what you're gonna say. Texas go Tech say is the Texas. one
0: team that, like, I think is capable to making a round rock push or not round rock, Omaha push. And, and like, even if they're gonna be a two seed, like, good luck. Like, good, I think they're gonna be a one seed, um, and like, host a regional. Which, can be, you
1: imagine getting fifth? Okay, I'm not gonna say the full word because it's really inappropriate on air. But <laughs> get absolutely fisted by having Texas Tech as the two seed in your own regional. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you like, are you kidding
0: me? Like that would just be like that would not be good. Because what's gonna happen is they'll probably go be a two seed out west somewhere, like in California schools, Oregon, Arizona, whoever's gonna host up there, and they're just gonna look around and be like, "Are you kidding me? You're sending me Texas Tech out here." as a two seed now I think they're end up I think they're gonna end up hosting um just because like facilities are awesome it's still considered a west coast because it's like far west Texas they could, but dude dude
1: I mean think about it Ben think about all these teams we're saying oh we think what we're gonna host we only got 16 of them bud like, like <laughs> we've only got 16 of them and we've only got 20 to choose from and I feel like I feel like dude okay let's let's do this Let's do this real quick. We're gonna do a little interim show
0: segment. Arkansas. I'm excited for this because I I don't know what we're about to do here. Okay, Arkansas hosting lock. Correct. Yeah.
1: Okay. So Arkansas a lock, Vanderbilt lock. Okay. Mississippi State lock. Okay. That's three. I'm I'm just keeping a tally here. Three. Tennessee. Hosting lock, right? Right. Four. Texas lock, five. TCU lock, six. Oregon lock, seven. Notre Dame lock, eight. East Carolina lock, nine. Arizona lock, 10. So those 10 teams are all locked. Now, if you go back through, I just went through our ranking. Florida, Texas Tech, Stanford are the... Are the teams I skipped?
0: Yeah. Do they get hosting? Probably. Well, we can put them in the top 20 for right now. Okay, so we're
1: at 13. We only have seven left. Arizona, Louisville, Louisiana Tech.
0: Well, you already said Arizona's a lock, so did
1: I did I say yeah. that?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Arizona's a lock because they are. Louisville, Louisiana. Okay. Liberty, dude, they're playing themselves liberty right in not the shark. Liberty's no, office. no, 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 they're not going to host. They're not going to host. So then. Um, I mean, you got
0: to you gotta throw a second ACC team in there. You got to throw a okay, okay, second team in there.
1: Listen, listen, hold on. I'm just going through our thing. So you've got Charlotte, UC Irvine, Pitt, UCLA, Ole Miss, Nebraska. Let's just say two of them host. Yeah. Okay. So now we're at
0: 15, right? Yeah.
1: Then you've got South Carolina, Southern Miss,
0: um, South Carolina is not hosting. Southern Miss, no, maybe. Slight, slight chance. Baylor's not hosting either. But Baylor's gotta, not hosting. I think
1: Nebraska, I think Nebraska and Indiana might get a hosting spot.
0: One of those two teams, or you can throw Michigan in there as well. One of those three teams will host. Like, the Big Ten will get one hosting team. I Just... think the
1: Big Ten should absolutely get one. So, now we're yeah. at 16, right? Right. So, yeah, dude, it, it's really freaking crowded.
0: Uh, it does, but uh, I mean, Texas Tech is going to be in the top 10 for every single ranking system out there. And and you're not going to, like, I think, I think they're going to host. I think
1: Texas Techs going to
0: host. I they're, think they're 31 host. and 11. Like, I know they've struggled. I, I say struggled in Big 12 play. They're 10 and 8. Um, and... You know, let's say they finish thirteen and eight in the Big Twelve, and like they do well in the Big Twelve tournament, like they're gonna host. Like it, it would be. I shocking. think
1: Texas Tech hosts. I think Texas Tech hosts a hundred percent, no doubt. And
0: like once you once you give Tech – like have you read the book? Like if you give a mouse a cookie, like they're gonna want a glass of milk to go with it. Like if you give Texas Tech a hosting spot, like they're gonna want like uh they're gonna want a Super Regional, they're gonna want an Omaha trip. Like they just don't lose at home in the postseason. So like that's gonna be trouble for whoever's in their path. <laughs> Um, and it's going to be, okay. it, it's going to be set up where like Texas tech is going to be hosting, a, probably some West coast teams, which we don't know how good it's going to be. Like they're going to be, they're going to send the two seed from out West three seed from out West. And then like a four seed, like maybe Texas Southern or somebody like that, like a, a pretty bad four seed over there. And they're going to run through the regional. I can just see it now. And they're going to be put in a super regional position. And potentially hosting that super regional.
1: But you know what? You got to remember. So whether Texas Tech the top eight national seed or not, they're gonna they're gonna have a good two seed in there because you know how it is. When, well, there's when a like,
0: lot. Of, there's gonna be a lot of good two seeds out there. And exactly. So
1: Texas Tech it might get paired. Some of these regionals are gonna have two potential hosts. Because our this year is just so loaded from top to bottom. Yeah, the way I top... look
0: at the way I look at the regionals this year, most regionals are gonna have what what I would be considered like two one one-seats in it, and then the three seeds gonna be considered like a two seed, and then the four seeds are gonna be playing like three seeds in the past, just because I think college well, baseball depends. is that Depend. much yeah. deeper this year.
1: Depends. I mean, you're gonna get your like your you know, your random Manhattan. Your, like, Florida and A&M's like... And, like, Manhattan. Yeah, they they're gonna they're four seats, they're always gonna be four seats.
0: Yeah, but they're going to be better like, four seeds than what they've been in the past, just because they didn't lose anybody from last year.
1: Maybe, yeah, uh, yeah, no, they're going to be deeper for sure. Yeah. But I think, I think, I wish I had it in front of me. Like, huh, how many transfers left those smaller schools to go to big schools and stuff like that? But yeah, anyway,
0: let's um, let's talk a little Big Ten baseball real fast. Now the Big Ten is very heated right now, Dimitri, between Indiana, Michigan, Nebra- and Nebraska, Nebraska, yeah. Those three are all separate. Like Indiana has a one game lead on Michigan and Nebraska with, I believe they have like, still they have like nine games left to play. No, they have 12, uh, Three, five. They have, so many. Seven.
1: they have so many games.
0: Yeah, they have 10 games left in conference play. So, and then you even look at a little bit deeper, you have Maryland and Iowa, both three games back, and then Ohio State's five games back. And so, like you're looking at the Big Ten standings and thinking, okay, like the Big Ten could potentially get five teams in the tournament with one host, and the rest would be two and three seeds. So let's just say it shakes out like this: uh, Indiana gets to host. Awesome. That would give the state of Indiana two hosting um, teams between Notre Dame and Indiana, which would be great for the state of Indiana. And then you have Michigan and Nebraska, who are going to be on the outside looking in for potential hosts. I don't think either one of them will win unless they win the Big Ten. Twi- unless they win the Big Ten. Let's say we put Michigan and Nebraska as two seeds and then Iowa and Maryland as three seeds. Like that's a pretty successful season for the Big Ten, considering they're only playing conference games and they started the season much later. And like a lot of people were pretty pissed off about how the Big Ten commissioner kind of ran everything. Like five teams in a regional with a potential of a sixth in Ohio State. Like pretty successful season. And I don't know. And now that's going to be the real wild card about like how these teams are going to end up playing because we don't know. They haven't played any non-conference games. So like they no. could get into a regional and get smoked. Like just absolutely smoked, which is a possibility. Or they could go into a regional and play better than anybody's expecting and uh I mean, I, mean I, would, I would be surprised to see if we see any Big 10 teams in a super regional, but then again like 2019 the last time we had regionals and super regionals michigan was in the was one game away from winning a college world series
1: no i i do think i just think it's, it's not fair to say we don't see any big 10 team in a super regional because we don't know how good they are they're all playing like for all we know rutgers could be really freaking good this year and we have no idea
0: well rutgers is a lot better this year like i didn't even know rutgers had a baseball program until this season to be honest with you <laughs> Like I thought they were one of those. Come on! Teams that just, yes,
1: you did. Yes, no, I didn't. Did.
0: I didn't think. I thought they were like in the same territory as like Iowa State. Like oh, we don't have baseball. Uh, <laughs> um, but I mean, Rutgers kind of got humbled this week. Like they were they, they were riding high after wins against they, Nebraska and 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 Michigan. And they they just passed. had a
1: couple. They had just a nice little fun two weekend. You know where they played really well and, you, every, you know, balls were falling, stuff like that for them. But Michigan, Indiana, and Nebraska. Those it's a these, three-headed
0: race to see who gets to host. And
1: I wonder if all three of them will be in the 20 to pick because if the, if, if they're not, they can't host. So it doesn't matter who, yeah. what the three-headed race to host is.
0: Because now, they've got to be in that I would final love 20. To see, I would love to see the committee just expand it to 22 teams in that 20 team and just kind of bunch up Indiana, Michigan, Nebraska and have the committee say, all right, one of these three teams is going to host. Who's going to play the best the rest of the season? Like, who's going to win the Big Ten? And then they just Could, say, like.
1: How thick would that have been? The committee <laughs> just said conference tournament or conference regular season winner, automatic host. Yeah. And, and you basically said Indiana, Michigan, Nebraska. They just grouped one those three teams, three teams together. Host.
0: They're like these three are a package deal. They're just one team right now in this 20. Who like who's gonna get it out of these three? Like make it really fun down the stretch. That would have been um, fun to watch. But like definitely like Indiana has a huge leg up right now um, because they do have that one game lead and they're deciding here on Thursday or Friday coming up. So like if you're the committee, like do you look at potential like rest of the season or do you look up to the body of work like as of now? And if it is the body of work as of now like Indiana is the clear favorite just because they have that one game lead against Michigan and Nebraska, which I, it brings me back to the point, like the state of Indiana could potentially have two, like could very easily have a potent, like potential of two regional hosts. So uh, that's good for Northern schools, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean,
0: Indiana has the facilities. They have had the tradition. Like, they have a talented team this year. They meet all the credentials to, to host a regional. Um, and so between, so let's think about this. Like, the state of Indiana is going to have. Let's just say they get two regional hosts. The state of Mississippi is going to have probably two. No, state of Mississippi can only have like could potentially only have one with Mississippi State. And like you have Southern Miss and Ole Miss that are kind of on the outside looking in. How about, Florida, this? How about the this? state of Florida I, could have zero, probably one, but zero with the Florida Gators. And then you have Texas, who's going to have probably three. And you know, the,
1: 2019, the state of Florida didn't have a regional. Yeah, I know. 2019 and before and like, that, I it was think forever I think ago. the
0: Gators will get one this year. I mean, it's pretty clear that I they're think in top Florida's 10 teams. getting. So Indiana is going to have two state or two regional hosts. Florida is going to have one. Mississippi is going to have one. Um, Texas is probably going to have three. Three. California is going to have zero. Who? California is going to have zero. Unless Stanford think, gets one. I think.
1: I think Stanford will get one. In. Um, in
0: uh, maybe, dude. Maybe. UCLA, UCLA might be given.
1: UCLA might get one. We don't know.
0: Now North Carolina. The state of North Carolina could get two Would between East Carolina and maybe Charlotte. Uh, dude,
1: I I know Charlotte put a bid in. They, that came out a couple days ago or a couple week ago. But, dude, there are too many other good-ass teams that are yeah. a regional over Charlotte.
0: All right. Well, then let's go um, the state of Tennessee is oh. going to have two locked in for sure.
1: Oh, they're locked too. Vanderbilt, Tennessee, no doubt about it, hundred percent. Lock it in, stamp it, seal, lick it, and ship it.
0: <laughs> oh man! Uh, but besides that, I, I mean, it, who knows? Okay, Ben. So, all right,
1: you want to? You want to do one? Let me give you a quick blind resume. I got a couple more for you later, but we're gonna drop them in one in right now.
0: Okay, all right, let's do it. A little blind resume season. Gotta love it.
1: Don't close down your little whatever websites you got going over there. I don't, I mean, I'm not
0: looking at anything. It's nothing important. All
1: right, here's team number one. RPI of 34, 33 and 10 in the country, 24 and nine in conference. They're five and four over the top 50, okay? Okay. Team number two, RPI of 29, 28 and 17 overall record. And they're 13 and 13 against the top 50. So let me, let me, let me say this again. Team number two is RPI of 29. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. They're 28 and 17 overall. And they are 11 and 12 in conference. And they are 13 and 13 for the top 50. Let me go back to team number one. Team number one is the RPI of 34. 33 and 10 overall, 24 and 9 in conference, 5 and 4 were at the top 50.
0: Well, I mean, I definitely respect team two for playing so many top 50 games. I mean, 26 top 50 games is impressive. Okay. And going 500 in those, that's pretty good too. Um. What is this like to see who hosts a regional between the two?
1: No, no, not, not who's better. Hosting.
0: Who who would you take?
1: And if they're facing large, at at large bid, who would I you would take
0: Team Two, just because their schedule is much tougher and like obviously they have a worse record, but they've played a much more competitive schedule. Okay, I'm taking so, Team Two. You,
1: team One is USC Upstate. Team Two
0: <laughs> is Alabama. Wow! I fell right into the trap. I you fell, fell right. right
1: into the trap
0: because I think if if it was on paper, like I had both logos in front of me, I would say, "Oh, UC Upstate's played much better this season. Like they're gonna." Wow. Okay. <laughs> I hate playing. You see how season. you see how
1: hard it is to yeah. to just like to do shit like that because, like Alabama, like Alabama. They deserve to be in a region, but update you you they are like they are an at large. Like they earn yeah. their way to play in they're the They're like the
0: definition of an at I mean, I think they're gonna win their conference though. Wouldn't you say but
1: then you're sitting there like, Wait, holy shit, I really took Alabama over them? Like that's why it's so difficult. A blind resume.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, but USC Upstate's going to win the big South. I, I don't think anybody yeah. else in that conference is even close, but it, I see what you're saying. Like if they lose the conference tournament, which is we see it happen all the year, like every year, like if Campbell wins the conference tournament and like
1: they'll have two teams. If, if, if Campbell wins the big South tournament upstate and Campbell will both be
0: in. Yeah. I th- that, dude, that's so cool to see like conferences, like the big South potentially getting two teams in like what other conference like let's say the same thing like the um the ASUN, <laughs> you, the ace with liberty and yeah. kennesaw state like kennesaw state could win that conference tournament and like they, they would have very, a really good resume and then like liberty would get it like the big south and the ASUN are or two two conferences that are on the smaller end like definitely bottom half conferences and like they could get two teams in the tournament just because they've had two teams build that at-large resume all year
1: Dude, but you know what? You know what kind of drives me absolutely insane is when, like, let's say, a team like Liberty, dude, they're they're a top twenty-five team in the country. Like, I don't care what anybody says.
0: Oh, they're with the resume they have built, no doubt, no doubt.
1: They're seventeen and one in conference. They literally have lost one game, and in, and in a conference that is really not that is pretty good. Florida Gulf Coast, North Florida, Stetson are not bad teams. Yeah. North Alabama, Bellarmine are fucking atrocious. They're, they're, they're awful baseball <laughs> team. They're, 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 they're really bad baseball team. I'm not saying they're bad program. I'm saying they're bad team. They're bad team. Get, right, get it yes. right. They're bad this year. They're not bad program. They're bad team. Bad team <laughs> deserve to get shit on, on our podcast because they're a bad team. The Kennesaw state is pretty good. So I think Liberty in a, a conference that is really not like just like, oh my God, it's an awful conference. It's not bad. It's a pretty good conference. Yeah they're they're no doubt a top 25 team and then let's see if somebody else dude i'll i'm gonna make my pick right now i think Stetson wins the tournament
0: no way i don't know they don't have the pitching depth man you gotta have depth to win that tournament like if anything it would be it would be a kennesaw state who has two legit like pro guys thrown on the weekends like
1: okay I, i can totally see that but i i Dude, I think it's gonna be like a team from the South Division. I'm looking at it right now. North Florida, Florida, Gulf Coast, Destin. I think it's one of those three teams that wins the tournament.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Liberty wins the tournament if I had to put my life on the line. Like they're just oh, that oh, much better. I'm saying,
1: I'm saying if if Liberty doesn't win.
0: Yeah. But I mean, you're right. Pretty, pretty solid conference. Like in is usually pretty good, and they've just been atrocious this year. Um, but we've seen them beat like Florida. <laughs> Like they've beaten the Florida Gators in a midweek. So, or actually maybe it was like a weekend series where they won Friday night or something crazy like that. Yeah. They won Friday night against Florida. So like even Jacksonville, who's at the bottom of the standing is like pretty solid team and they've had a really good program in the past. So, um, but let's talk a little bit about the SEC now, kind of wrap things up, the big conference here, which, I mean, honestly we spend a majority of our time following just cause it's, you know, the best conference in college baseball. Um, it's literally
1: the best. And you know what, this time of the year,
0: I I I love talking
1: about the SEC. Like during the beginning of the year, like you try to you know divide your attention up, get a little yeah. more you know, a little more spice, a little oregano here, and a little pepper <laughs> and a salt. You know, you got to mix up your spices. But you got year, your meat
0: right here with the you got end of the year, entree. and just
1: lather it up with the barbecue. SEC yeah. is barbecue. Yeah, you know, lather your steak, your whatever you're with your barbecue. So the SEC Dude, this is who going into the yesterday. Postseason.
0: Going into yesterday, we had four teams all tied at 16 and seven: Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. Now Mississippi State loses a extra inning game against or extra inning game against South Carolina. Still won two out of three. Arkansas was down five to nothing or three to nothing. Sorry, in like the three, fifth inning, three nothing, and they ended up coming back and winning. And we'll talk about that game here in a second about Kevin Cops being probably SEC pitcher of the year. Like if you look at his stats and like the importance of his role. With Arkansas. And then you had Tennessee sweep Missouri. Um, I mean they should have swept. Missouri's a trash can right now. And then Vanderbilt not playing. Why did Vanderbilt not play their their game three? Was it weather related or covid related or they ended up just I like, don't know.
1: I, I don't know I didn't, see, I,
0: have... I didn't see why their game got cancelled against Alabama. I, it had to have been weather, you would think, right? I think it was weather. I think it was weather. Okay. Um but, but right now weird. you have Right now, you look at Arkansas is in first place in the West, Mississippi State's in second, a game behind. You have Tennessee first place in the East, Vanderbilt half game behind. And then you have teams like Florida and Ole Miss, who are still right there in the picture, have had really good seasons. Ole Miss is three games back of Arkansas. Florida's two games back from Tennessee. And then this is like my favorite part of the SEC this year. You got South Carolina at 12 and 12, Kentucky at 11 and 13, Georgia at 11 and 13, Alabama at 11 and 12. Like those four teams are all going to be in and they're all going to be two seeds. And like, they're going to be dangerous as two seeds, like dangerous Um because they're going to be sent to like, t- like a regional, like Notre Dame and TCU and Texas. Um And they're going to probably give them a, a run for their money. Honestly, Like I think the SEC is that deep. Um And then you have teams that are on the bubble, like LSU, I, I would put on the bubble right now with potential to play their way in. And then Auburn, terrible missouri terrible and then texas a&m i don't think they have enough to get in this year
1: so you're looking at no no missouri texas a&m auburn are done unless they win the tournament right
0: now texas a&m did just win two out of three against Ole miss and texas a&m i guess you can say like can play themselves in i mean they play three at auburn let's say they sweep that and then three at or three against lsu they win if they win five of those six and win two or three games in the sec tournament.
1: No, that's that puts them in eleven and nineteen in conference. They are not getting in. I will riot if an <laughs> – or no uh and m would be um twelve and seventeen, whatever it is. I will riot if a team that is five under 500 five, – I mean its five yeah. games under five hundred in the conference. But listen I will to riot. their
0: last listen to their last four conference series. Oh Miss, I don't give I Mississippi don't care State, Tennessee and Arkansas.
1: When I don't I, care. You're seven and seventeen in the SEC. If you go five and one to end the year, you're twelve and eighteen. You are not getting in the postseason six games yeah. under five hundred in your conference.
0: Which I'm is sorry. a shame because I think if Texas AM was in the Big Twelve, like they would be ahead of Baylor, they'd be ahead of Oklahoma State. Uh, and I know it's all semantics, Like we're, you can't compare one team out of a conference to the other. But and
1: you're just like all the rest of them. <laughs> you say, "Oh, put them in this other conference; they will be so much better." Like, oh, you put them in the <laughs> ACC; they would be winning a conference. You're just like the rest of them. Damn it!
0: I know. I, I'm brainwashed. Damn it! Right I'm now. So and disappointed. I'm, even, I'm so I'm disappointed. I'm not even like an SEC. Like, I, obviously, I support the SEC because I think the are great for SEC college baseball, homer, But, but I'm not like, a homer though. Like. But anyway, oh, so, you,
1: you are one of them. One of them. <laughs> we
0: lost you. So what do you think? Anyway, nine SEC teams get in with a potential of 10? No, eight um, SEC dude. teams with a potential of nine? One, two,
1: three.
0: So three are out for sure. So the five, six. No, ten, 10 teams are in with a potential of 11. I just counted. LSU is that bu- like bubble team. All right,
1: let's say four and four, eight. No, 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 no. No. LSU is not in right now, and but they can play themselves in. They LSU has. I don't think Alabama. Pay. I don't think Alabama's a regional team either. Oh, I do. I think. I think is the regional team. I think South Carolina. I think Kentucky and Alabama. One of them should make it, not both.
0: Okay. Well, I, mean, that's fair, but, thinking- I mean, I think Alabama's played plenty of like they're 500 in SEC. Like they, they've played their way in a position to be in that large bid. Uh,
1: well, well, when the reason why I'm saying that is because like, I don't think, I think Georgia is a much better team than Alabama.
0: I mean, dude, let's talk about Georgia for a second. They had, they were four, four innings away from winning that series against Arkansas on the road. And that's after beating Vanderbilt two out of three early in the season when Vanderbilt was at their best. Like this Georgia team, I can't figure them out. Like their pitching has been surprisingly top of the SEC. Like besides, like the the four or five juggernauts. Like, I right, hold on, hold on, listen to
1: this. T- Georgia SEC schedule: lost two out of three to Tennessee, lost two out of three to a. Now that, that two Lost out two out of three, three to Tennessee, South Carolina. Listen,
0: like take a step back. That two out of three against Tennessee. Like they could. I think they lost on Sunday in a walk off, right?
1: Yeah, I mean they were. Most of their games are close. It's like within at least three runs every game. Yeah. And then they finally get their big first SEC series win against Vanderbilt. They, two out of three against Kentucky, two out of three against Missouri. Then they lost to Auburn. And then they barely lost to Arkansas, like, this weekend. Like, they had a good battle. So, I think Georgia... It's
0: like but they dude, can look be at the remaining schedule. The Florida three at Florida at Georgia Tech and then three at home against Mississippi or Ole Miss, sorry. Like that's and a tough I stretch. think
1: Ole miss I think Ole Miss way better team than Georgia, but you never know. I think I think honestly, I think Georgia goes two and four to end two and five
0: to the end of the year. I would say yeah, that would be actually a good stretch for them to finish two and five. I think
1: they go two and I think five. they go
0: three and four. I think they beat Georgia Tech.
1: I was saying two and five that they win because I think they're going to get, I think they lose, they get swept in one of them, but I hmm. could be totally wrong. I could be totally wrong. I just think Florida's heating up. They're, they're starting to get, get that steam going. Yeah. Um. But dude, listen, if they go two and four in those fi- final four, six SEC series or blah, 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 two and four in those last two SEC series that put them at 13 and 17, Four games under 500. Of the SEC,
0: no sir, you are not in the tournament. Wow, hit the gravel or what? The what's the thing that judges use? The the a gravel? I, I can't think right now. Gavel, gavel. That makes way more sense. Yeah, the gavel. Hit the gavel on the ground. They're not in. Get out, Lou Holt style. Um, order, order, please.
1: Order, order,
0: order, please. Dude, how about – how about I'm looking at Kentucky's schedule and what a disaster it's been, like, the last 15 games of the season. Three Tennessee, three at Tennessee, three against Florida, three against South Carolina, three against Vanderbilt. Like, I'm sorry, that's a tough stretch right there for Kentucky. But they're hanging in there. Like, they're a 500 SEC team. They um, – I think they're in the tournament. Kentucky's done enough this year. Like, they're beating right, the teams they're, they're supposed they're be, to and losing on. the –
1: do you think – okay, between Georgia and Kentucky, I think Georgia I, – I think Georgia's pitching is better
0: than Kentucky's. I think but, Georgia can beat anybody in that conference because they've proved that they can. Um I, I think Kentucky just makes sure they win oh. the games that they're supposed to. Like, Georgia for, loses yeah. – Georgia loses to teams that they're not supposed to lose to and then beat teams they're not supposed to win. But Kentucky's been very consistent. Like, they beat the worst teams – and then they lose to the better teams. Like they're very you know, average. Hey,
1: this is so totally off topic, but I was just sitting here like concentrating on what you were saying and what I was gonna respond. I just decided to unplug my video cord, my video camera. Just out of
0: That's nowhere. That's why my
1: camera went out. I was just sitting here and I was just looking at it and I just unplugged it and I'm like,
0: dude, what am I doing? <laughs> just not able to think. Um, but let's kind of recap the SEC this weekend. Like Arkansas wins a tough series against Georgia. They went two out of three. Hey, how about how about our boy Wick Lander? Wick Lander shoved on Friday. Friday was, night guy.
1: He is the O D OG Friday night guy.
0: Yeah. And and Kevin Copps, man. Like Kevin Copps, in my opinion, is the SEC pitcher of the year. Like, forget Hold him. on.
1: I'm looking up. I'm I'm gonna literally compare him and Landon Thim.
0: Well, I think I mean. Kevin Copps has pitched way more than Landon Sims and, and much more like, dude, I feel like Landon Sims is getting thrown in games where like they have a huge lead and like he, like he hasn't been used in like high pressure situations much at all. Oh, um, like we've been in a bunch. He, but they kind of throw him. They throw him in weird scenarios. Like they threw him on Saturday against South Carolina. When I think they were up like nine to six, you know? And like I they know, didn't use him and they couldn't use him Sunday when they needed him. And that happened the same I know. Way I I, I know Vanderbilt. what you're
1: saying though. I feel like they're just, they're using him in these weird the wrong like like I mean I get it, like Lanniston would be ready to go for the postseason because he's gonna go three, four, five inning. I, mean, right. I guarantee you he's gonna have an outing where he goes four or five inning. But okay. This year alone, Kevin Copps, 49 inning, .72 ERA. 13 walk 83 k in 83 49 punch innings. Outs.
0: Landon Sim, he struck out 32. 83 out of 174 batters, Dimitri. <laughs> and he's seven and zero on the mound. I know pitcher Landon's, wins don't mean
1: anything, but I mean, dude, they do mean something. But you got to remember this Landon Sim, 0.56 ERA, 32 innings, 10 walks, 63 k.
0: Yeah, and that's just as impressive. But like Kevin Cops has been used. Like, we, we saw him in the fifth inning yesterday. And, like, a, a, they were losing the game at the time just to kind of –
1: Seven saves. Let's see. Landon Sims has – where are my saves at? Landon Sims has six.
0: Bro, they're right there. Yeah, they're very comparable. But, like, I mean, if you would ask me two weeks ago, it would have been, like, who's going to win SEC Pitcher of the Year, Kumar, Rocker, or Jack Leiter. But I think they've both fallen off, especially in conference play. They just haven't pitched well kind of been hitting um getting hit around a little bit. I think it comes down to like how does Cops finish the rest of the season because I think it's his to lose right now.
1: I think it's Landon Sims and Kevin Cops battle it out for the rest of the year.
0: Right. But like Cops has thrown way more innings, like high leverage situations.
1: Yeah, but I mean, dude, he had one more save. And he's on the best team
0: in the SEC. Like you okay, got to reward but, the best pitcher on the on the best team, right?
1: Yeah, I know. I know the most valuable pitcher on the best team. In all I'm just of the
0: afraid. Land. I'm just afraid the people who vote on it are going to take a starter over those two guys just because they're starting pitchers, you know? Which they, would be a shame.
1: I think Landison and Kevin Copps are way more
0: valuable than any of their way starters. Way more valuable. Way than more than any valuable. of their starters. Like if we went conference only stats, like Kevin Copps and conference play 0. 0.45 ERA. He's 4 0, 40 innings pitched. In 14 appearances. So he's throwing multiple innings every time with 65 punch outs in 130, 138 batters. He's given up he one says, extra base hit. He's given up one extra base hit in 40 innings pitched with six saves. Like you cannot compare those numbers to anybody else. Like that's this is his award to lose for pitcher of the year.
1: And then some the so best too.
0: best conference in college baseball. So wow. I mean, like, shout out to Kevin Copps, got the win yesterday. Arkansas had an incredible comeback win. Um, who, uh, what's his threw. name? Uh, Matt Goodhart hits a tying oppo bomb. Like, I guess it was more center field, but tied the game up. And then Arkansas comes back and wins that game against Georgia. So, that was cool can to you see. Believe, can you
1: believe Kaden Wallace is leaving the team and hit any of the freshmen? Yeah, freshmen. Dude,
0: that line – I didn't realize Arkansas was leading the nation in home runs. And, like, they haven't hit one in, like – like in a three game span uh, span before um, Matt Goodhart hit that home run, like still leading the the country in home runs, I believe, or maybe they they lost the lead, but um, I mean, that Arkansas team is as complete as we've seen it. And, and And I
1: still said, I thought Christian Franklin was going to be their best hitter by the end of the year. It still can be true.
0: Well, I mean, they have four guys in double-digit home runs. Like, when, I know. When Robert Moore is, like, the fifth best hitter in the lineup and he's hitting two ninety with seven doubles and 11 bombs, like, that's a deep lineup. He would be the best hitter on a lot of lineups across the nation. Um But Christian Franklin's had a solid season, 13 doubles, 10 homers, hitting three oh nine. Like, obviously, they're not Golden Spikes numbers, but for someone to plug into the middle of the order um, early in the lineup, like, that's what you want. And, like, Arkansas mm-hmm. – they're just a complete team, man. Like with our boy Patrick Wicklander, he's four and one on the year with a 1.69 ERA. Like he's as consistent as he gets out of a Friday night guy. Um, so, and he wasn't. You remember he was the bullpen guy for a couple weeks. They yeah. were
1: shuffling and shuffling and shuffling and whatever words you want to use. The bullpen everywhere. That they was, back, who,
0: remember on those podcasts we were talking about like how Arkansas pitchers couldn't throw strikes? No. Like uh, he stepped up in a huge role. So, Arkansas, definitely a – I mean, they got to be the favorite to win Omaha, you would say, right? Just complete team. We've seen Vanderbilt struggle. Um, Who else are you going to – put? I mean, it's weird because of, like, non-conference. We don't know how good every other conference is, but they would be my favorite. We'll see. We'll We'll see. see. Um, We'll see. And then uh, let's talk about the South Carolina-Mississippi State series. Now, Mississippi State took care of business Friday and Saturday – um, relatively easy like they blew them out on Friday like it wasn't even close Mississippi state like coasted the whole way and then they jumped out to a huge lead on Saturday and South Carolina made it close it ended up being nine to six game Landon Sims was used and then they come into Sunday and I think they jump out to a two nothing lead after a home run in the first and ended up losing that game in extra innings um, and South Carolina salvaged the series there won four to three um I mean I'm not. I'm not worried about Mississippi State, dude. Some of the bullpen guys they were throwing, even without Landon Sims, were like 95 miles an hour with sink. They're all nasty. They're all so nasty. And, like, Mississippi State has the bullpen and has the pitching staff to, I mean, once they have a lead, for the most part, like just coast the rest of the game because their bullpen guys are better than anybody else in the country. And that's what it takes to win a national championship. Like, hundred percent. Like between Vanderbilt and Mississippi State, I know they played each other early in the season or a little bit earlier in the season. If, if it was up to me, like who's going to win, if it was a best of three championship, Omaha, I would take Mississippi State just because of the depth. Like the pitching over depth, Vanderbilt? Over Vanderbilt. I would take that. They
1: just played two weeks ago.
0: I know. I know. And I know Vanderbilt won, but I'm just saying, like right now, complete team. Um, what changed I,
1: in two weeks?
0: Like I just Vanderbilt's falling off. You're, I, I think
1: you're saying that like, oh my god, two weeks, like this team is just done, they're dead. Like well, was Mississippi. That was like also the, I at don't know Vanderbilt, the way, he, bro.
0: Like it was like, at like neutral site, neutral site, and and Mississippi State has that loaded of a bullpen. Like, am I crazy to say that like I would take Mississippi State two out of three in a in a Omaha atmosphere for a national championship?
1: I'm still rocking with Vandy over that. But what my point is, you, the way you said that just gave me major, like Colin Cowherd vibe <laughs> or like, like, uh, um, uh, Skip Bayless vibe, where you were just like, dude, I don't care what they did two weeks ago. They, they're, they're not good anymore. I'm, I'm taking this team. Like, it was just kind of like, really? They just played two weeks ago. We know who the better team is until they play each other. That's true. It's not going to change. I don't care what anybody says, Vanderbilt. If Jack Leiter and Kumar show up in the postseason and they show for just give me three starts in a row of them shoving. Good night, goodbye, and keep good night.
0: Yeah, I mean that's fair to say. I mean, and they've they've proven it. But they load management or whatever it is, like they've looked or yeah, whatever, whatever the hell they're doing, they better figure it out. Yeah, they better figure it out. Now this is the one team in the SEC where I think every other team is—I don't want to say scared to play, but just they play the better teams unbelievable and then they play the worst teams down to their level it's the Florida Gators like what is going on with the Florida Gators this year like they lose Friday night or sorry Thursday night against Kentucky and then they come back and win the series the next two like Florida has been so inconsistent this year they lose a ton of Friday games like and then they play down to the competition um and like they got swept against South Carolina earlier this year like they lost 2 out of 3 against Tennessee like they've lost a game on Friday against Jacksonville. Um, They just, and they got, or they lost two out of three against Miami to open the year. But like this Florida team is so, so good when they want to be good. And like, they play with high energy. Like that just, it's, it's setting up to be like, once the playoff, like I keep saying playoffs, uh, when the regionals start and games start meaning something like this, Florida Gators team has that gear to kick in and beat anybody in the country. Like they really do. And so I'm excited to see in two weeks they play against Arkansas, um, at Arkansas to end the regular season. Like that, those games are going to mean something, and we're going to see like I'm... the real Florida Gators come out and and show the world like what they're about. And if they get hot at the regular se- at the end of the regular season, and they push that into SEC conference tournament, and then host a regional, like it, Florida Gators are going to be a team that like nobody in the country is going to want to play.
1: Like. Could you? I could totally see Arkansas losing their first series of the year and it being to Florida.
0: Yeah, the last regular season. Like, and then what's funny is like Florida's going to play Stetson this midweek and they're going to play three against Georgia. Wouldn't surprise me to see them lose to Stetson and wouldn't surprise me to see them lose two out of three against Georgia and then like bounce back and win the series at Arkansas. Like, that's the type of team they are. So bipolar. They you just watch them play on TV and I watched them play a lot this year. Like, they play down to the competition, like in the high energy games that come out and like opening opening day of the regular season like they played against miami at home and they were bouncing around like looked great high energy and then they lose the next two against miami who's not a great team this year and then like you see them play or are they or are they we don't know we don't I, I don't know.
1: think miami very good i don't think but then, miami, very like good.
0: you see them play against vanderbilt and like they win two out of three in that series and like destroy jack leiter um and the bullpen and then. Like they come back the next weekend and lose Friday night or Thursday night against Kentucky, and it's like, what the heck, Florida? No. So I don't know. We'll, I mean, we'll
1: see, man. I think I here here's the deal. We can act smart all we want. We can oh, pretend. I don't.
0: I'm I'm trying not to act smart because who knows what happens in college baseball, man? It's such exactly. a – exactly this year, especially. There's like I'm just I'm just gonna sit here and say,
1: oh yeah, maybe sure, man. Like whatever you think, we'll we'll find out when they actually play each other because. Yeah.
0: Now, are you worried about Are you worried about South Carolina? Like, I know there are 500 in the SEC, but like they also got swept by Texas early in the season. And I saw a stat. I, I think they showed it on the ESPN broadcast, where like South Carolina in night games is hitting like 2:30 as a team, and then in day games they're hitting like 3:05. Like they play. Uh, the numbers say they play so much better during the day than at night, and. South Carolina. Okay, here's the deal with South Carolina. In my, you think opinion. their hitters like see the ball differently during the day than at night?
1: South Carolina. When you when you think of South Carolina, you think like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start from the top and I'm gonna break my way down to the under I'm at the surface level now. When yeah. you think South Carolina, you think good baseball program, good team, right? Right. You got some good ball players. Then you look at 2021 South Carolina. You think. Who on their team is like a stud? Who is like, damn, he's so good. He's like that elite Friday night guy or that hitter. They don't have one. You don't. You don't think. You, I mean, you it's West it Clark would be the answer, no, right? But dude, no, I mean, West Wes Clark is irrelevant at this point, Ben. West Clark, what he did the first month is the
0: only reason why
1: you even said his name now. I mean, like, he still has eighteen really,
0: home runs, bro. Like he's having a great season. But but he but he, he
1: he he's hitting. Him. What's what's his average? You have it in front of you.
0: I'm about to look. But, like, I mean, there's other guys like Eisner's had a great season. Um, Eisner,
1: yeah, but but there's no guy that's like, damn, he's a stud. When you think of a guy like Brady Slavin, or, you know, yeah. you think of a guy like from Vanderbilt, uh, CJ Rodriguez, or when you think of Garrett Blaylock from Georgia, like, when you think of it as like a smooth stroking power guy, or you think of Judd Fabian, you think South Carolina, you've got Eisner, you've got Mendham, you've got, um, Wes Clark, you've got um, Brady Eisenman, Allen has been them.
0: the best hitter, like from top to bottom. But listen, so this South Carolina team has six guys hitting between 270 and 280, uh, but nobody above 300. Like
1: from saying, like there's no stud. They're all just like average dudes who can play ball, but yeah. they're not like
0: you don't look at them and say like, dude, he's a superstar.
1: And on the pitching side of things.
0: Thomas You've Farr got, was the guy coming into the season who was going to be their but He superstar. hasn't
1: been that good on Friday. Two
0: and five. Well, he's two and five on Friday nights, and they actually just moved him to Sunday. I think he's dealing with some arm issues. But um, I mean, no, they.
1: I think they were just changing it up because he couldn't win a Friday night. They couldn't win a Friday night he game. He couldn't
0: match up in the SEC and win a Friday night game. You're right. So, like, between uh, Brandon Jordan, Thomas Farr, and Will Sanders, like, those are the three guys who they're starting most of their SEC games. Yeah. And, like, they all have below a four ERA, but none of them above, like, none of them below a 3.5. Like, they're all very consistent. Like, they throw pretty similar innings and pitches. Like,
1: But you see what I'm saying now? Yeah. South Carolina like, doesn't have any dudes. They don't have any, like, separating guy. They don't have a f- stud. I mean, their bullpen guy, Um, what's his name? Mahoney
0: oh I, and Brett Carey. No, they have no, Thomas no. Mahoney Brett, and Brett, Brett Carey.
1: Carey. Brett Carey, good, yeah, but there's one more.
0: Um, Maybe. Say his name. Andrew Peters or Daniel Peter, Lloyd. Peter,
1: Peter, is the dude. Like they've got Brett Brett Carey, who, by the way, was outstanding against Mississippi State through yeah, like five innings in of relief. Game. Yeah, five innings of relief, like one run or something. But um, Peter and um, Mahoney, right? Mahoney, yeah. is his name. Yeah. Like they have guy. They have good pitchers. They have good hitters, but they don't have any. Whoa,
0: he's so good, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's well, why be, they are where they are. They're going to be a hell of a two-seed.
1: Dude, they're going to be a, a two-seed that's going to probably win against the three-seed, and they're going to lose to the one-seed. And then they'll probably end. – they're going to be like a one-and-two in a regional. They're just going to be there, but they're not going to oh, be – Oh,
0: I disagree, bro. I mean, let's say they get – like, where do you think they would go if they're a two-seed? Like, East Carolina, maybe?
1: I could see them being a two-seed at East Carolina. Sure. Or maybe,
0: or maybe they're one of those teams that get sent out to one of the Texas schools. Just because, like, I travel budget. I
1: think, I think South Carolina will either be a two seed at like Notre Dame or like East Carolina. Yeah. Well, let's just they'll say they on, go to East Carolina. They'll be on the, East coast. Be on the like,
0: East coast. Let's just say they go to East Carolina, which is like where most people are projecting them. Like, two seed East Carolina. Like, that's definitely a winnable region.
1: Oh, South Carolina can easily win the regional, hundred percent. But what I'm saying it's, is. They don't. They do. When it comes to postseason ball, you need dudes. They need someone to step up. They need Wes Clark to hit 500 with three home runs in a regional. Like yeah, they we, need. Some, because well, he's heating like,
0: back up, dude. Like he's he's starting to hit the ball a lot better.
1: But you know what happens to the guys like him? They get eaten up in the postseason. Pitchers just the scouting report. They carve him up, and what he strikes out a lot. I'm just I'm just I'm just telling you. I'm not saying it's what's gonna happen, but don't come surprised at me when Wes Clark goes 0 for seven on um in the regional with five out in south Oof. carolina go two in barbecue like it's just little things like that you as you it, it happened way too
0: often right well so, um, so are you so you're saying like between let's just say ole miss and south carolina and i guess you can put florida kind of in that conversation which one of those three teams make the the largest run in the regionals and super regionals in omaha
1: I would have said Ole Miss, but they are I think Ole Miss – Their injuries the, are just too much they're, right they're, now. They're on the downfall of their peak. Yeah. They had a nice peak, but I, I think Florida's got – they've got an unbelievable number of weapons in the bullpen. They've got dudes we've never even heard of in the bullpen who can shove it up your ass any day and any time. Yeah. And I think Florida – I think their freshman – they had a lot of younger guys in their lineup. They're all older. They're basically sophomores now. Yeah. I think Florida is going to 100% make the loudest noise. But if they lose the first game of the regional, they're going two and out. If oh, they yeah. win the first game of the regional, they might win the regional. I think that's the, they kind of team lose Florida the first.
0: Is. They shouldn't lose the first game of the regional because I think they're going to host and they're going to be playing a four seed. So.
1: Well, okay. If they're, but what I'm saying is, if Florida against the first good team, so if Florida, let's say they beat, they beat the four seed, they're playing in the one and 0 game on Saturday night. So the one and 0 game on Saturday night always usually, again, the two seed, maybe the three yeah. seed, depending if Florida wins that game, they're going. They might go to Omaha. If if, if Florida, they lose that game, if, I think they're
0: done. The best thing that could happen to Florida in a regional atmosphere is like put the best two seed that they hate the most, a team like Florida State, in there, because then they'll actually play with high energy and you know want Miami. to win the game. Miami or Florida State, put them in Florida regional. I want Miami to go there, and I think their chances are better than if you put a team like Liberty in the regional. Like they could get snuck up and beaten by Liberty and like not care about it. Right. So but anyways, um that pretty much does it for the show. Oh, we forgot to mention East Carolina taking three out of four against Tulane. Um, that was a big oh my
1: god, how did we forget? That I was don't huge. know yeah, that so
0: was that was huge. huge. People were kind of doubting East Carolina, like they just split a series against UCF the week before, and Tulane was hot coming in. Irvine.
1: And, I mean Irvine smacked Santa Barbara, that was big ball yeah. state central Michigan split. Um We we didn't even really get to Pac-12, and I mean we've been sitting here for an over an hour and a half now.
0: Yeah, so Pac-12 we'll we'll run through it real quick. Like Stanford kind of shocked everybody, beating not I wouldn't say shocked everybody, but Arizona put up a 20 spot on Saturday and then come out and lose on Sunday to lose the series. Um, Stanford's like we said, they're very consistent, very solid across the board. Um, They're sitting at 26 and 10 on the year. They they beat, listen to this, so they beat Arizona in extra innings on Friday, five to four. Then they come out on Saturday and Arizona's bats are red hot, one of the best offenses in the nation. They lose 20 to two. And then they come back and win eight to two, like the easiest win of the season. Like they were just coasting six nothing for pretty much most of the game. And so Stanford putting themselves in position to you know, win the Pac-12 regular season. And like, I think that's good for, for college baseball. Like Stanford's one of those teams that when they're good, like it just feels good in college baseball. Um, but there's still a game out against Arizona. Um, and then Oregon is in there as well. So between Arizona, who's leading the Pac 12, Oregon, half game back, Stanford, a game back, Oregon State, a game and a half back, UCLA, two games back, and then Arizona State down there, only two and a half back. Like those six teams all getting in the regionals. And right now they're fighting for who's going to be a one seed and who's going to be a two seed. And then Arizona's kind of playing for the life as like a three potential three seed. But um, I mean, I still think UCLA is the scariest team in that. Uh, I think Arizona deserves to host a regional. I think Oregon deserves to host a regional. I think Stanford deserves to host a regional. But there's still just so many games left. Like, they still each have I think, t- between 10 and 12 games in conference left. So um, it's going to be a dogfight to see which team comes out of there. But I think the Pac-12 is up this year. Like As far as, like, what we've seen in the past, people haven't really been talking about the Pac-12 too much. Everybody has – a bunch of those teams like grouped together between like 10 and 25 in the rankings. Um, I, I see them getting three hosts. Like the more I look at it, like Arizona's going to host, I think Oregon will host. And I think Stanford will host. So it'll be good to have some West coast baseball. The best part about regionals and the West coast baseball is like those games start three hours later. So, at 10 p.m.
1: Wow really good math Ben yeah really good math so
0: like those games are going to be like they're going to be at 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. so that like, you get a whole extra you know six hours of college baseball um while you know the east coast teams have already wrapped up for the day so I love west coast regionals and super regionals just because like you get to extend the day a little bit further dude
1: and all the weird shit happens on the west coast yeah all the crazy stuff
0: happens which is awesome um yeah yeah
1: I mean Ball State Central Michigan. Um, we have there's a lot of mid-major programs that are, you know, kind of hitting that which one of us is gonna stay alive at the end because this is where the resume is starting to to impress. Like right. you see Liberty's resume, you see Ball State Central Michigan, you see, oh wow, these guys are 35 and 10, like rolling everybody,
0: like how good are they? Right. And I mean, it's blind resume season. Like we already kind of teased it in the middle of the show. Like it's blind resume season. It's it's a scary time to be a college baseball fan because like your resume might not line up against like a mid major who's put together um, a hell of a season. So, but anyways, okay. Well, hold on. I got another
1: blind resume for you.
0: All right. Well, in the show, on one more blind resume. Let's see if I can pass this test. All right. So,
1: team number one is the nineteen. RPI. They're twenty-four and twelve, and they're ten and nine against top fifty team. Okay. All right. Nineteen RPI, twenty-four and twelve. Oh, they're eleven and five in conference, by the way.
0: It sounds like a Big Ten school, but I'm All just right. keeping that to myself.
1: Okay. Team number two. 22 RPI, they're 29 and 18, and they're, um, they are 15 and 16 against top 50 team.
0: Well, I mean, just based off those numbers, I'm taking Team One.
1: All right, so let me do this again. Team One RPI of 19, 24 and 12 overall, and they're 10 and 9 versus top 50. Team number two, 22 RPI, 29, 18, 15, and 16. We're top 50?
0: I'm still taking team one.
1: You're taking team one. Yeah. Team one is Indiana State. Oh my team God. number two, team number two is LSU.
0: That's tough, bro. Like, do I think if they played a three-game series, like, who's going to win? Like, I would – Probably say LSU, but Indiana State's put together a hell of a resume this year. Like, I didn't realize they've played 19 top 50 teams. So, or 19 games against top 50.
1: 10 and nine. Yeah.
0: And they're 10 and nine, which is impressive. But like that Missouri Valley Conference is going to get like that tournament is always one of the best to watch. You get teams like uh, Illinois State, who's usually pretty good. Bradley's usually pretty so, solid. So Dallas it was Baptist. Top 100.
1: It was top 100, not top 50, top 100.
0: Oh, well, I mean, still, like, I, I mean, I think. I think
1: I mean, top 100 this year are all really good team.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, LSU is pretty pretty clear cut. Like, LSU controls their own destiny. Like, they need to win. Like, they're, they have a tough schedule. Like, they need to win Tuesday night against Louisiana Tech to boost that resume. And then they have to finish, like, around 500 in the SEC and win a couple games in the SEC tournament. But definitely not undoable. Yeah. Un- is undoable or I don't know. My brain's getting mushy.
1: It's about that time to uh about
0: that time um dude i gotta go to work for 10 hours now so <laughs> i gotta go to the job we did this in the morning um but no i definitely appreciate everybody who follows us on twitter and, and listens to the podcast without this you guys we would be nothing so we definitely appreciate you there we're kicking up our coverage going you know this last month of the season or last two months of the season is the best time of the year to be a college baseball fan got so many conference Conference regular seasons wrapping up, conference tournament seasons coming up here in a few weeks. And then we get regional, super regionals, college world series. No better time to be a college baseball fan. Um
1: Absolutely.
0: We'll be back later this week, probably Wednesday or Thursday. Um, our schedule's a little off because Dimitri's overseas playing pro baseball in Italy. So but we'll get it, we'll get all the content out to you guys. Just follow us on Twitter and uh we'll be back, let's just say Wednesday to Thursday-ish, somewhere in there to preview the the next season or next weekend. Sorry. <laughs> But. Absolutely. Y'all, y'all take care.